0: Lock Talk Radio
1: That's right
2: everybody You know who it is Coach Mike Jones on the
3: coach with the most coming at you hard from coast to coast I don't wanna boast But now I gotta you in my social media post You double dose or diagnose You're feeling tired, life inspired now, you're a ghost I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast To the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones
1: Turnbull fans, welcome to a Buddhist special edition of the show here on a Saturday morning. Sign guy along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because this morning he had fruit and a side of sourdough toast. Coach Mike Jones. And we are joined today by two people that have a grudge they plan to settle next week. It'll be the fitness quest versus the vision quest. We're joined by Brad Schwartz, who owns the gyms in Auburn, Washington, and Puyallup, Washington, as well as Frank Jasper, actor extraordinaire from the Vision Quest movies. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us today.
0: Thanks, Thanks for having guys.
1: us. Absolutely. Now, I will start things off here with a kind of our – traditional 1st timer questions, and both of you making your first appearance here with us. I'll start with Brad here. What got you into the world of wrestling?
3: I, uh, I started when I was about uh, six years old and um, was introduced uh, first to, to judo uh, when I was five, and that carried me into wrestling, and I uh, seemed to have uh, some pretty quick success and uh, kind of had a tough uh, childhood. Uh, alcoholics on both sides of the family, kind of like uh, Cooch, and left home when I was 15 and kind of knew that my way out of Spokane, Washington was uh, a wrestling scholarship and uh, and a business degree, and that's the path I took.
1: L. Frank, you have a kind of a different path, but what got you sort of involved in the realm of wrestling?
0: Well, a little bit like Brad. Um, my dad was actually a black belt in uh, judo. He actually got his black belt when he was serving in Japan as um, in the Air Force. And so he was asked by several of his uh, coworkers to, you know, create a class. And so, in third and fourth grade, we got exposed to judo, the throws, um, how to take falls, submission holds, and it, it it came in handy because I was a a very small <laughs> one of the smallest kids in my class. So um, I always have been fascinated with martial arts. I've studied karate, kempo karate, um, kickboxing. I worked out at the Benny the Jet Center in Los Angeles with a the heavyweight at the time. Uh, I was training him, doing personal training with him. So I've seen all aspects of it. I wrestled in high school, and primarily because I was about 104 or 5 pounds as a freshman, and the wrestling coach, you know, was always looking for the lighter weight guys. And so one of my friends just said, hey, the coach really likes your look. Let's, let's get you on the team. And So I wrestled in high school. Uh, three years in my senior year, I decided not to wrestle and, and actually played tennis the entire winter so that I could, uh, you know, uh, prepare and uh, get a scholarship. I ended up getting a scholarship uh, for North Idaho College for tennis, believe it or not. So I've taken a little different path. Um, I, I actually... Uh, Continue to study martial arts even after I turned like 40 years old. I started Aikido, got my black belt in Aikido after six years, and I've done a lot of work with the internal martial arts. I have a a master of Reiki and degree, and I've uh, studied Qigong for over 20 years and taught it. and I'm certified as an instructor.
1: Brad, we saw on Coach Mike's NGW Green Room earlier this week. You sort of challenged Frank to this thing for next week. What brought about you challenging him?
3: Well, well uh, the, I think I saw him online, and uh, I thought, boy, we, we've got so much in common. The movie, the movie was filmed in my hometown of Spokane and my high school with my high school coach with uh, my high school referee. And uh, I have continued to wrestle the last 44 years. And I him connecting with a lot of the high level guys that I knew. And I've had uh, wrestling in my athletic clubs for the last 44 years. That's really kind of been my ministry for the kids to inspire kids. And uh, I, I really admired him, uh, uh, it, it seemed like he really wanted to do the same thing I did is make, uh, the sport of wrestling cool. And, uh, so I went online and, uh, said, gosh, I think we have a lot in common. And then, uh, kind of, uh, went from, yeah, we kind of like each other to, uh, I think he took a jab at me and said, maybe we ought to go. So I'm not quite sure who really challenged who, but, uh, Uh, in the end it started to escalate and we've got thousands and thousands of members they caught wind of it and they go you're going to wrestle this guy right and uh, and so it's really kind of built
1: Frank the challenge was laid out you accepted it what's kind of your take on what led to this point
0: well, you know, Brad's not the first one that's, uh, wanted to challenge me, but, uh, I just felt that after I've gotten to know Brad and see his story, he's been on this path, you know, he's been at the masters, which I, I came to watch because I wanted to find out what this guy was really about. So I had to, you know, scout him a little bit and find out, you know, if he's got the goods, um, and then kind of like look at where I'm at right now and, and what I want to prove and, uh. You know he had a he had a great he had a great U.S. Open this year. He won his division, and uh, so I just want to you know step on the mat with this guy, see what he's got, see if he's you know he's uh, got the real stuff at this level, which I think he does. But I just want to see how I'm going to stack up against him. And, and um, you know I've uh forward to something like this for a long time. I've just been waiting for the opportunity, and this kind of presented itself. And so it's like, all right, so. You know, we're both at a specific point in our career. We both had this really amazing, tats, you know, connection to the wrestling community and Vision Quest. And now, you know, he's he's gone off on a fitness quest thing. But you know, um, this is this is where the rubber meets the road. Here, we're gonna find out who's gonna who's gonna come out on top.
1: Well, speaking of Coach Mike, like I did a moment ago, he is with this, and I know Coach has a lot of questions for the two of you, so I'm going to pass things over to the aforementioned Coach with the most.
2: Hey, thanks for coming on, you guys. Hey, Michael. Thanks, Coach. Hey, Brad. So I want to ask both you guys some of the same questions here. Who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was sports, regular life, or wrestling?
3: Uh, you know, one of my first, uh, as I started in judo uh, when I was five and uh, was the youngest black belt in the state of Washington, I, I think Bruce Lee was originally a hero. Uh, John Smith growing up, obviously, and wrestling is one of the greatest uh, wrestlers to ever hit the mat. Uh, the Brands Brothers, uh, also huge heroes. Uh, I, I would say the absolute, uh, biggest hero of all time is obviously Dan Gable. I've watched all of the Dan Gable, uh, videos hundreds and hundreds of times and, uh, just really admired his life and, and could really, um, uh, I could really resonate with, uh, tough growing up, left home when I was 15 on my own and, uh, never, uh, never drank, never did a drug because, uh had parents that really struggled with that three generations back both sides. And, uh, so I would say probably of all would be, uh, Bruce Lee, Dan Gable.
2: Mm -hmm. Nice. Impressive. What about you shoot?
0: Well, part of the, um, part of the reason I left, uh, after I had a scholarship at North Idaho college was I wanted to be a bodybuilder and I read the autobiography of, uh, you know, a uh, bodybuilder by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that inspired me, what he went through, what he had to do to to hit, to get to where he got to. And then the fact, this is before his, actually his big Hollywood, you know, you know time. But I just, I just wanted to be in California, and be a bodybuilder like, you know, Schwarzenegger. So, you know, I left, uh, I left North Idaho College and my dad said, well, you're going to need to have a job while you're becoming a bodybuilder. So uh, I, got a, I, <clears throat> I stopped by his union uh, place there, and they put me out as an iron worker in the Tri-Cities. So that led me to um, Kennewick, Pasco, and, and Richland area. And I was an iron worker there for four years. And during that time, I started bodybuilding. Um, at a certain point, I just decided I was done with, with uh, iron working. <laughs> I worked out in the desert on the nuclear reactor sites at times. It was below zero and winter. And during the summer at one point, it got up to 134 degrees inside the containment that I was working on. So I, I just kind of was thinking this is, this is great for me. Now I can handle this, but I see myself at 50 doing this. No. So I went back to school at Eastern Washington and, and, uh, Three days later, actually, I drug up from the job. Three days later, I was in school. I had signed up for the athletic training, and that's when I really started hitting my bodybuilding. I was, uh, for for three years there at Eastern Washington, I was three days on, one day off, bodybuilding, doing pre-med, going to the athletic training room, 4,000 hours in the athletic training room. So I, I had no time to party, no time to do anything else but just to train, study, and sleep.
2: All right, impressive. And then uh, one of our uh, most common questions that we ask and our favorite questions of the show, Sign Guy would like to know what your favorite coffee is.
0: (laughs) You talking to me or Brad? Uh, You, Frank. So so I do a, uh, a podcast, or I did a podcast for over a year, um, it was I was when I was working with competitive edge and one of the one of the segments I did was on coffee. So here's here's my thing on coffee. Coffee is an ergogenic aid. It can be used as a tool. You need to do it in the right amount. You need to have it organic. It needs to be mold free and if you if you add any dairy products to it, you've lost some of the major impact your health impacts. So I don't recommend that. I recommend more of butter and MCT or you know uh, a C eight MCT oil in there, and then I blend it up, and that's what I have every morning. As a matter of fact, I just finished my Bulletproof uh, coffee this morning. All
2: right, nice. And hey, Brad, it's... Sort of ironic. The first first time I seen you, you were off to go get some coffee. What's your favorite coffee to drink?
3: I, I like just uh, a straight coffee. Uh, I put a little up. Uh, I live on Mount Rainier. I'm, uh, I'm off-grid, live on Mount Rainier at about 1,800 elevation, uh, and I've got uh, beehives. So I do uh, coffee and a little bit of honey. It's a great thermogenic uh, before I hit my uh, cardio in the morning. I'm hitting uh, uh, two cardios. I Uh, Getting ready for shoot. The last uh, six months for nationals and now shoot, I've put in about 22 miles a day. And I do a lot of hiking up in the mountains. So I I try and keep it uh, just a straight organic coffee and put a little bit of honey in it.
2: Okay, great. And then also, Brad, um, what are some of your accomplishments in the sport of wrestling? I know you're a six-time world champion, but uh, I'm sure you have more accomplishments than that.
3: Well, you know, I spoke to Bruce Baumgartner one time who was a world champ, open world champ, and uh, he never won a state title. And uh, I I beat the guy at the regional tournament at state my senior year, undefeated, and then my last match uh, in state, had him beat, threw him to his back, kind of like that uh, that last scene in the shoot movie. uh, That's my exact move, hip throw to the back. I did that. He was out of bounds. And I still live that nightmare, three seconds left. <clears throat> he grabbed a single leg, I was out of bounds. <clears throat> they scored two and I was out I was I was out of time. So I, I would say my best accomplishment is trying to get rid of that pain of I've taken second and staying going, Oh, my life's over. There's no way I'm gonna get a scholarship. Uh, so I would say my my greatest is to try and get over uh that loss. Uh So, you know, people say, at your age, why you still wrestling? And I said, because I can, and I take care of myself. Uh, In the Masters Division, 22 national titles, and uh, fortunate enough to win six uh, Master World titles.
2: Wow. My goodness. And then for you, uh,
3: what about – Oh, excuse me. Michael, just (laughs) uh, so that you know, uh, I'm a guy that's always struggled with my weight. Uh, so, being an accountable in the fitness industry, I hold myself accountable of the scale, uh, making weight for tournaments, and have' always struggled with my weight so that 's allowed me to be the poster child for uh, my athletic clubs, which is really my inspiration of life on my business side all
2: right and then shoot, what about you what uh, What are some of your biggest accomplishments in wrestling or martial arts
0: um you know, I just uh, have to say this about wrestling. Number one, it's probably one of the toughest sports I've ever uh, been involved with. I've done every sport. I've excelled at just about every sport. Um, I I still suck at, at um, bowling and surfing, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I never give up. So that's the other thing. It's like one thing that, that made me who I am was that there was a drive beyond um, – Beyond all the rest uh, of the people that were around me, if I'm entered into something, I do it until I can't even do anything else. I mean, I, I push myself to the absolute limit. So to give you some idea of my mentality of where my character actually came from, and then third or fourth grade, when we, went, uh, we started snow skiing, my family would go up to the hill, and I would be the first one on the, on the ride and the left and I would be the last one at the end of the day. I wouldn't come off the hill. My mom would have to bring me a sandwich and something to drink while I'm standing in line. And I would ski as hard and as fast as I could to get in as many runs as I could while the rest of my family and, and other people would go in and have hot cocoa and kind of hang out by the fire. And and um, I just had a drive and at the end of the day, we would be driving home. It took us about an hour or so, hour and a half to get home. I would have uh, tears in my eyes because my legs were in so much pain. But that's, that's the mentality that I've carried out through my entire life and anything that I was going to be involved with. Awesome.
2: Okay, now this question's for both of you, but I'll ask Brad first. How has the movie Vision Quest impacted your life? <clears throat>
3: It really, uh, after seeing that movie a couple hundred times, I just became the movie, and uh, it was such an inspiration that I I actually named my company Vision Quest Sport and Fitness. In uh, it, I was homeless, had 15 grand, and in 13 years, I built it uh, into a $25 million company. Uh, I was the... Uh, largest privately held group of athletic clubs business in the uh, Seattle uh, area. Uh, so the movie Vision Quest, my, my high school coach ended up being my father, Image. You know, I was struggling. Uh, he asked me, uh, "Are you? Uh, did you leave home? And I kind of fibbed and said, ah, not really. Uh, I moved in with my Native American friend who uh, was my buddy from the age of three, Definitely a guy like Cooch uh, definitely had the same kind of lifestyle that I did. <clears throat> but So he took me in <clears throat> and uh, my high school coach literally became kind of my adopted father and still has that image and the same thing in, in judo. But the, the vision quest movie, I pull a scripture from, from the Bible, which, uh, you know, not everybody is religious and, you know, I, no no judgment there, but I happened to have grabbed onto that book and, uh Habakkuk 2.2, which says, write the vision down on the tablet, make it plain uh, for those that read it. And you know, that's really a promise. If if you have a goal and you have a vision uh, and you write it down and you meditate on it, uh, I believe that's a promise that you're going to move towards it. So the name Vision Quest, it just says it all in goal setting, uh, write your goal down and you know, we had up to sixty-two thousand members in ten different clubs, and uh, I got really good at inspiring people to lose weight, and it became a huge family. And I I have no idea how it grew to be grew to be so successful. And then we took a five-year break, and I couldn't use that name because we were bought out by a a large athletic club group and did really well. But then my my kids talked me back into the industry, and you know I was meditating, meditating, and came up with fitness quest your fitness quest and uh now that company over the last four and a half years is exploding. So the movie still inspires. I I feel like I should have been loud and in the movie and uh uh I think they kinda of passed over the guy that that uh should have been in that movie and been that guy and was in my hometown, my high school coach in my high school. Uh So I I really think I'm Vision Quest, and Vision Quest is me.
2: All right, impressive. Now, Frank, how did you get the role of shoot, and how did Vision Quest change your life?
0: This is a uh, 37-year question, so there's a lot attached to that. And so I was on a path that I was going to finish my athletic training degree which i did finish the 4000 hours in the athletic training room completed all my curriculum i just needed to do a minor finish my minor degree but vision quest actually changed that completely i was on a track to be a bodybuilder that was my athletic endeavor and uh, end up as a uh, as a pt for some sports team and that's that's kind of where i was headed when uh, the role came along and I was the athletic trainer for the wrestling team. This is how they found me, or actually one of the guys in the movie found me, a guy named Rick Thiefault. and he was wrestling at Eastern Washington, but that semester he got a you know a, a like a background role in the movie, and so he did not wrestle that semester, and he came into the wrestling room and I was sitting there reading my textbook, and he started talking about a movie that he's in and that he's getting paid to wrestle and, and he says, "You know what?" they're still looking for somebody, you know, six foot muscular build that can wrestle. And he, says, God, he said, that's you. You got to go do this. So I was not interested, but, uh, in the beginning, but he kind of talked me into it and I said, okay, let's give us a try. This will be an opportunity for me to make some money, pay for my schooling. Cause I was, I was paying for my schooling. Um, and see how a movie got made. I'll just be in the background. That was my thinking. So I went in for the audition Met with the casting director, little short lady, probably about five two, really sweet. We she I walked in, she introduced herself, and she goes here, here's the lines. I was like, what? This guy actually has lines? I had no idea. Um, so she says, we're gonna read, look them over, we're gonna read them. And I said, okay. So I'm reading the lines with her, and I'm just uh, a little nervous about it. I make a mistake, I kinda of laugh because I'm nervous. And she looks at me and, and just like stares me down and says, Listen, we're looking for intensity here. If you make a mistake, you just continue on as if nothing happened. Got it? And I was like, Wow, okay. Great. So I did. We did one we ran through it one more time. She called Harold Becker up, the director for the movie. And we met him, uh, in his office. So I walked over and to his office. He looked at me and he goes okay, you know the lines now, and took the sides out of my hands, which I wasn't sure I knew the lines either, but (laughs) I trusted it. I got through it, he said, okay, now let's see if you can wrestle. So then I had to go out and show show Cash Stone, who was taking care of all the wrestling and confirming whether or not I could wrestle or not to take on this role, because it was a, you know, it's a huge role in the movie. You have to play an antagonist, and you have to be the the goal that, that, you know, that... uh, uh Swain is really having to climb into the Mount Everest. This is like his Rocky challenge. So you have to be able to wrestle, and you have to make it look good. So I wrestled. He said I, I signed off okay. Then um, we had to do the scene for the producers and the director. But the producers were flying up, so at another time I had to come in and perform the scene for the producers, And they brought a guy from L.A. that they liked. The director liked me, so it was going to be between the two of us. So when I came in to do the reading for that, um, we walked into the hallway there, about ready to walk into Harold's office, and he came out. And he walked up to me and he says, okay, I want you to, you know, when you come in here, you stay in character, you stay intense the whole time. Got it? And he just slapped me on the side of the face. And I gritted my teeth and I turned around and I said, got it. He goes, that's what we're looking for. So I go in, I do my audition. And I uh, walked out and uh, I had a weird thing happen that the woman I was reading with was the woman that had cast this role actually twice before neither one of these guys worked out. She had this guy from L.A. that she brought. She wanted to get cast in this. Well, every time I did one of my lines, she'd kind of roll her eyes. Like I looked ridiculous. And, I stayed in character, but when I finished, I walked out in the hallway, and my casting director, I said to her, like, did I look ridiculous? What's, what's up with this? Uh, she said, no, why? I said, well, every time I did a line, she rolled her eyes, and she goes, oh, listen, she wants to get her guy in there. She was trying to trip you up. So I kind of uh-huh. just got real right then for me. And so from that point on, I was even more intense than I had been in the past. So our next step was we went to the we went to where they were shooting and uh, because the coach hadn't seen him wrestle yet so we had to you know sign him off in the wrestling so we go over to uh, the site where they're filming and everybody stopped and they had a they had a mat that was lit up and so the crew got around the mat and and this guy and I got on the mat and the coach called out moves back and forth on their single leg drag you know. You know, firemen, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then he said, okay, yeah, the kid's good enough from, from L.A. I, he signed off. And then about five, ten minutes later, um, her, or, uh, John Peters comes over to me and he goes, you got the role. And so after about five auditions and then a final kind of a wrestle-off at the end, I was cast in the movie. Um, then I ended, then my work began. <laughs> um so that just got me into the movie. How did it change my life? It is now my vision quest. It absolutely changed uh, my course and my you know where I was headed. Um, when the movie came out, I was reached you know uh, an agency in L.A. reached out to me and said, "We really like your work. We want to represent you." So I gave. I said, "This is my opportunity to go see what this is all about. I can come finish my degree later, but this is it." So I put everything I owned in my 280ZX. Drove to LA. My brother was living here. I slept on the floor, and I started uh, starting into doing uh, acting classes and auditions and and all that you know, all that um, the Hollywood scene you know, in L.A. Wow,
2: what a blessing! Okay, Brad, talk talk to us a little bit about the upcoming event. And what are the dates and times and the act- activities that'll be available for kids and adults?
3: We, uh, we're going to put the event on in uh, our athletic clubs. May 14th is going to be at Fitness Quest Auburn, and we're going to have activities from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., shoot bringing the Logs. We're going to show the movie, and uh, we're going to have all different activities. We've got uh, people coming, to, one of the top biochemists in the world with uh, supplements, We've got striking jujitsu. Uh, these are these athletic clubs are four and a half million each. <clears throat> so that's going to be May 14th, 11:01 uh, Outlet Collection Way and the Outlet Collection Mall is May 14th, and then we had so many requests that we decided to do a second day. May 15th <clears throat> is going to be at Fitness Quest Auburn or Puyallup. Fitness Quest Puyallup is is uh, 1710 East Main, Washington. We've got our own building there on Main Street. That's a new club as well. And we'll have festivities from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, we'll have a challenge with the, the log. <clears throat> Shoot is bringing uh, shirts to autograph, pictures to autograph. Uh, we'll, again, we'll have a log in that club. We're, we're going to have all the uh, – all the stars sign the log. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Our goal in each one of these clubs is to have the showdown <clears throat> like the final match right around high noon in both clubs. Uh, we're going to take advantage of this. <clears throat> I have my TV crew commercials. They're going to be at each one of the locations. So if people are there around noon, uh, they can be in the stands and be a, a part of this uh, iconic event that's taking place as, as uh, Shoot shooting, I come out for the final match. And I'm not quite sure if we even know how the match is going to go. Uh, you know, as I, I tell people sometimes when you have a conversation with somebody and you go, yeah, we're, we're going to kind of just go and we'll drill. And then a spark goes off and, you know, all of a sudden you got a match. So that's going to be high noon in both clubs. Uh, Auburn, Washington, May 14th at noon, and Puyallup, Washington, May 15th at noon will be a good time for everybody to show up. And then earlier than that, we're going to film some of the commercial. And the whole idea is we want to inspire people after COVID and everybody gaining COVID-19 or COVID-38. We want to inspire everybody to come and uh, have their comeback.
2: All right. And then, Frank, I see what you're doing now. you got your cutting-edge nutrition uh, was your shoot podcast? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, you know, part of part of my um, getting back involved with wrestling. See, you now I, I took 27 years off. I, I got my master's degree in Oriental medicine. My wife and I ran a clinic in Pacific Palisade for 27 years. Um, I kept studying. I kept learning more and more about nutrition. And I got to see it in action with my patients, and I got to work with athletes. I love working with athletes because they're, you know, highly motivated. They're, you know, they're willing to go to the ends of the earth to kind of accomplish what they want to accomplish. They'll do whatever it takes to become the best. So after 27 years of of nutrition, I – I looked at what's, what we want to correct, if there anything to be corrected in the wrestling community. And so about five, six years ago when I reconnected with the wrestling community, um, I really saw that it was, we're still lacking in our nutritional awareness, knowledge, and application. And we as a wrestling community need to be on the forefront. We need to have all the cutting edge nutrition at our disposal. We need to learn how to cut weight, not like Matthew did in the movie where you just starve yourself and dehydrate yourself. You know, this is, this is, um, this is what I did with uh, Nick Siriano for the last year. I worked with him on his nutrition. We dialed it down. We were able to get him down to his weight. He had, he had still had strength, endurance, speed, and he was sweating. And he didn't, you know, break down any of his muscle during those hard cut part portions. Um, So he ended up NCAA national champion this year. I'm just so proud of what he went through, what he did to accomplish that goal. And it really proved that the system system that I'm working with, which is a little different than what most people do, which is carb load, go into into an athletic endeavor, um, and then try and perform, which with uh, carbohydrates, you have a tendency to spike and crash. There is all sorts of pro-inflammatory aspects to the carbohydrate loading process. And the being a little bit more toward what we call fat-adapted or keto and uh, a bit of ketosis, but in and out of ketosis, you actually can adapt your body's energetic pathways so that you can utilize fat for energy. And fat, even if you're in a fasted state, you're down to a very low percentage of body fat, you still have thirty to forty thousand calories at your disposal to burn fat for energy, and it doesn't crash and the byproducts are not toxic like they are with carbohydrates so this is just the you know the beginning framework of what i you know what I do for my patients now and I put out a podcast because I wanted to share as much as I could with the wrestling community because if we can take this and make it uh, make it you know, make it smart choices, healthy choices. Uh, we can still allow the high school kids to do some cutting, healthy, but we're not going to impact their hormones, their their possibility of stunting their growth. You know, I've heard kids were standing on a on a scale, and their their coach is trying to put a finger in their back to hold them up, otherwise they're going to pass out because they're lightheaded because they're dehydrated. You can't be in that state and then expect your body to recover fast enough and get on the mat, you know, in an hour or two hours or the next day. It just doesn't happen. So this is this is if I can leave anything with the wrestling community, this is where I, my passion lies in the nutrition aspect. And and I've been contacted by a couple of major universities. Uh, so and I picked up uh, about three four. Uh, you know, collegiate athletes after the uh, U.S. Open there when I was there scouting out uh, Brad. And, again, you know, you heard his list of wrestling uh, accolades. And so if, if shoot's going to come out of uh, retirement, this is this is his challenge. This guy is worthy. This guy has is, is got the goods. He's been doing this for 44 years. It's my chance to show, you know, what I can do and how I can stay in shape and be ready anytime somebody calls me out. So here we go.
2: Wow, that's really awesome. All right. Hey, Brad, I know that you train in one of the top coaches in the world, your son, Jake. And what's your training regime look like getting ready for shoes? <clears throat> uh,
3: I'm going to keep my weight down from nationals. <clears throat> so the day after nationals, I start training again. So I do uh, on the elliptic, I'll do 20 – 22 miles a day. Uh, I'm wrestling six days a week. I'm lifting six days a week, and uh, tight, tight, tight nutrition. Uh, I've got a Porsche Carrera. I'm deep, deep, deep into supplements. Everything is completely organic for me, and uh, I get massages once a week. <clears throat> so I'm <clears throat> I'm taking it very, very seriously. We have world class athletic clubs and. And kind of the, the mission statement is to help our members realize their most passionate fitness quest at the greatest integrated wellness sport and fitness center in the world with world-class personal trainers. And Jake is one of the owners. Uh, he's uh, NASM certified, which is one of the highest national certifications. Uh, he helped coach Notre Dame to a national title a couple of years ago. And uh, in his college... Carrere was voted Pac-12 Wrestler of the Year, was an All-American. He and I are the only uh, Division I uh, father and son to come out of the state of Washington. And then I've got another coach that uh, literally beat uh, my hero's brother, Pat Smith, who was a four-time MC2A champion. And then uh, it was a controversial uh, argument. It was at the uh, trials he beat him. And then two hours later, John Smith argued it out, and, and his brother, Pat, was the um, was on the Olympic team. So that's a guy that I train with three days per week. He's uh, in the uh, National Hall of Fame for coaches. So I'm really surrounded by a lot of good training partners. And, I, you know, when I go to work, I really don't have a choice. Uh, I, I've got all the members that they really look up to me, and I'm really kind of like the Rocky guy where – the underdog and, and uh, still training with these college guys. And they're, they're going, why do you do it? And, you know, it, it's really, uh it's my Zen. It's uh get in there, brawl, get rid of the stress, feel great. And uh, I feel youthful. So uh, I'm going to keep the training going and I really don't have a choice because the, the members really look to me for inspiration. And uh, we really focus on, on weight loss and building muscle, which is, Physiologically,
2: that should ever, should be everybody's goal. Right on. Okay. And Frank, what does your training regime look like? Getting ready for the current world champion, Brad.
0: Well, it's interesting because I knew something was coming. I knew something was going to come up for me that I was going to have to step up, and and uh, so I started actually some. Some serious training. At the beginning of the year, you know, I signed up to uh, Anytime Fitness because I've, I'm busy, busy, busy during the day with, with patients, clients, and and uh, and some other projects that I'm working on. And so, if I have a chance, I run over, I run to the gym, I hit a hit, a quick workout. I'm into more high-intensity training, quick. I don't think you need to spend more than 30 minutes at a time in the gym. I think that we want to be smarter about the way we train. I'm doing uh, some interval training on the uh, elliptical. It's called Sprint 8. So you're done in 25, 30 minutes, and it's able to really push the body to the next level, stimulate HGH production. Um, I'm doing stance and motion every day, looking, you know, to be, you know, about about a week or two ago, I was about 198. I will be at the weight that I wrestled in the movie at 189 pounds. I won't be at 4% body fat that I was then, but I will be in shape. I will be ready. I will be mentally prepared. Um, I think I'm going to be faster. I think I'm going to have some some uh, advantage because I think that, that Brad has you know, pushed so hard and did the U.S. Open that I think that it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for him to kind of come back after that. You know, the body takes time, especially at his age, but uh, I'm really hoping the best for him to show up with everything he's got, and it's going to be go time. I think we both have a lot of respect for each other, but once you're on the mat, we kind of just are going to have to let that go and just see who's going to, who's going to come out on top. Okay, cool. It, I'm looking forward at, to it. At
3: this. the end, Michael, in the end, Michael, I think that was kind of like a weird kind of psychological thing of of recovery. <laughs> uh, I I only needed uh, I only needed 48 hours, um, and uh, I, I'm I'm wrestling six days a week, and I'm wrestling somebody that's at least twice as fast, twice as tough as uh, Shoot is. So Shoot's going to be a step down for me when I get on the <laughs> mat with them, and that's that's always the plan is to To go harder, I've got guys that that kick my butt every day, ram me into the wall, and go hard. Uh, And I I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I'm going again this Sunday with Scott Norton. So uh, speed, um, I've got him on speed. Uh, Timing, it's not like I stopped wrestling four or five years ago. It was last Thursday I won nationals. And uh, November 6th, I won a Master World title. So uh, we're we're not talking about, uh, gee, is is this guy going to be able to make the weight? Uh, I'm on weight and uh, definitely ready to go. I'm literally, my metabolic rate is still probably rocking and rolling from last Thursday
2: of winning. Right on. Okay. And then uh, what else do you got coming up, shoot, besides this uh, grudge match?
0: Um, so next month, I'm actually at a, a I'm doing a, a fundraiser out there in Bakersfield. That'll be on Father's Day. And, um, we're going to show the film. We'll do a Q&A. We'll meet and greet. So I'll get to meet some of the people there. Uh, the, you know, Bakersfield is a real cool place to go for wrestling. That's where they hold the state championships. So there's a heavy, heavy wrestling mindset there. So I'm looking forward to meeting people and, and hanging out there with, uh, with Bakersfield. Um, Nick Seriano and I are, are working on putting together clinics. He will focus on the technique. I'll talk about nutrition. So it's going to be a little different presentation. We're talking to people up here in Gilroy, uh, you know, Daniel Cormier group and different people uh, up in Stanford want to bring us up for that. I've got uh, coaches in Alabama and New Jersey and Oklahoma that are all trying to, we're all trying to get that scheduling uh, for these clinics. And then there'll be a big one, I think, in New Jersey, so in Nick's hometown. So we have a lot of things that are happening there. I've been working with a producer now for over a year on a, on a series, a wrestling series, that is sitting at the uh, production company as we speak. We'll find out where that's going to be a go. And I've got a couple other projects, movie projects, that I am, are in the works and uh, a few different possibilities of me doing cameos and some other wrestling
2: films. Wow, what an honor. Okay. And then, Brad, will there be any opportunities for specials on membership, personal training, and supplements coming up? Yes. uh, We're uh, uh, to celebrate those two Vision Quest days,
3: May 14th and May 15th, particularly Auburn and Puyallup. uh, uh, We're going to waive all the enrollment fees and make it real easy for people to be members. We're going to have an employment rate. Uh, employee rate on supplements and personal training, but probably the biggest thing we're going to kick off, uh, they can sign up and then it'll start June 1. So they get a little time to, to kind of get set. We're, we're kicking off what we, uh, call our biggest loser event. And I actually call these biggest loser events because there was before there was the biggest loser. I started them back in the mid nineties and it's a 90 day challenge. Uh, and the person that loses the highest percentage of body fat, and puts on the most lean muscle. We're giving um, out up to $5,000 in prizes, and we have about four or 500 people per club. We've got a club in Tacoma as well, and uh, people sign up for the event. We we get together in big groups, and we have these Biggest Loser events. The average person loses, Michael, about 32 pounds of fat and puts on three or four pounds of muscle, and and, of course, it's all – Based on where your body fat is, and there's some people that come in and go, hey, my body fat's fine. I just want to put on muscle. So we have a biggest gainer, but it's, it's not weight. It's lean muscle density, and we've got a $10,000 in-body machine so we can check you before you get started. And then every two weeks, we have our weigh-ins with our in-body as well. We have nutritional counseling, supplementation, proper food intake, strength training. We have some boot camp classes. Group training classes, so we try and inundate people with a lot of different things to uh, help them be to be successful in these programs. And it's really for the beginner to come in and go, "Gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing." And like I tell everybody, you you, you really can't out train a bad diet. Um, and and people are surprised how many calories you actually can take in when they're when they're taking in the the proper protein and and uh, reducing their carbs a little bit and drinking lots of water. So I would say that's the biggest thing is I'm going to have my world-class teams there and they can get signed up for the biggest loser and zero enrollment on membership and, and take advantage of my trainers that helped create uh world-class results.
2: Awesome. And Hey, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, myself and uh, the NGW uh, undisputed champ, Wild Lyle will be there. Also the real school army will be representing down there. I'll be bringing my n g w green room down there to hopefully do some more interviews and um uh, uh also i know there's gonna be a big announcement made that weekend
1: uh
2: what else do you got coming up i know you got an amateur uh fights coming up also yes we have a uh we have a full
3: m m a ring thirty by thirty it's the largest one that you see on t v in our auburn location so may twenty first We've got 25 professional fighters and uh, amateur fighters are going to be fighting on our card at our Auburn location, 1101 outlet collection way fitness quest Auburn. You can go online and you can buy those tickets now at uh, fitnessquest.com. Uh But it's going to be fun. Cause it's a lot of our students. A lot of them are wrestlers. Cause we, obviously we attract a lot of wrestlers and, uh, It'll be MMA, so we teach jiu-jitsu, we teach boxing, we've got Olympic-level judo in our clubs, and then, of course, we've got several Division One wrestlers that are coaching the kids from age four years on up. Uh, You've got to come and see that Auburn location. It's beautiful. It's one of the best clubs that I've ever put together in 44 years, and it's right in the uh, Outlet Collection Mall. Absolutely gorgeous. We've got massage tables on uh we have something for everybody from age five all the way up to 85 and uh 78 percent of our membership are women we have a lot of group training classes and i think the main focus for everybody is get that body fat down and build some lean muscle density
2: right on yes that that gym in auburn is like the nicest gym i've ever seen and i can't wait to get up there and see this show okay also uh um, Frank, I heard you mention competitive edge. Uh, back a couple years back in my hometown here in Puyallup, Washington, there used to be a competitive edge in Puyallup at the, the South Hill Mall. Was there any connection to that one?
0: No, no. This one's out of Florida, um, and I was with them for the, about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, they did really well during COVID even that uh, Spartan races uh Looked at them as a potential uh, business, and which they ended up buying. So now they are no longer around. But uh, Ken Destapanos I think, is the was one of the owners, and a guy named Bruno also was helping him as a, one of the owners, and they kind of built the company up. and And it was just a a nice purchase for the Spartan Wars or Spartan Races, so that they can. They want to take on a few more wrestling uh, tournaments and build them up like their like the races. There'll be like between 38 and 4,000, you know, participants. And so they're looking to really kind of expand the wrestling community out there on the East coast.
2: Right on. Okay. And then I'm looking forward to uh, starting my own podcast called the coach. Mike Jones show It should be starting in the next couple of days. I wouldn't mind having you guys back. If you, if you'd like to come on, but uh, first things first, we've got to finish this one up. We've got about eight minutes left. So uh, we would like you guys to be able to plug and promote anything you'd like. But uh, how, do, how do they get a hold of you, Frank?
0: So I have uh, two websites. One is my Vision Quest website. So you can go to shootshirts.com, and that's S-H-U-T-E, shirts.com. And there you can look at uh, the memorabilia shirts that I have, and uh, there's some information. There's some nutritional information. There's there's, uh, podcasts that I've done and some uh, nutrition and training techniques that are are on that. Then my nutrition, my specific nutrition site and the acupuncture site is Osani, which is O-S-A-N-I at OsaniHealth.com if they are interested in doing nutrition with me, and it's, it's a process where I send out, in, you know, intake forms. Uh, they fill those out. They get those back to me. We set up a consultation. I spend an hour going through every one of their nutritional reflexes and their diet or lifestyle. We look at everything that put, they're putting in their mouth, whether it's liquid or um, any of the foods, and we look at the things that they are. we need to remove. We need to add things. We spend that time. We create a whole protocol, and then I recheck every couple of weeks to adjust because not only do you need to have the right nutrients for the right reflexes and re- deficiencies, but you got to have the right doses, and that's where it's really becomes specific, and it becomes really fine-tuned. So there's what's called a hormetic effect. You have a space where it's a non-therapeutic dose. You have a therapeutic dose, and anything over that, is now something your body has to deal with and process and becomes a challenge. So you want to have that that specific dose amount at the specific needs that your body needs. And just so we're clear, everybody is as different outside as they are inside. So every one of my protocols is going to be you know, detailed and tailored to that specific person's need at that time.
2: All right. What an honor. And then Brad, how do how do people get a hold of you? Uh, best way is fitnessquest.com,
3: and you can uh, sign up for membership. <clears throat> and uh, the, if if you want a world class trainer, it's uh, Jake at fitnessquest.com. If you sign up, you get a hundred dollars worth of private training, either uh, strength, wrestling, whatever it might be. And he maintains about a five or six percent body fat year-round, and literally, he's at the same weight right now at age 32 that he was when he wrestled, and feels like he could actually, he was an All-American, and feels like he could beat himself right now, like, he's just, a, he's a machine, and his technique is ridiculously good, he's the owner of uh, Fitness Quest Puyallup. Uh and then, uh, if you're thinking about becoming a member, come and join that day, May 14th. Auburn Washington May 15th in Puyallup. and our company <clears throat> is going to buy a whole bunch of shirts from Shoot. He'll sign them for you and you'll get a you'll get a shirt when you become a member uh and you'll get his autograph. So, we want to really support Shoot. We want to support the movie Vision Quest and now that we're Fitness Quest, uh most importantly, we want to be the place where we're family owned your family when you walk in, and you'll really feel it at uh, our Fitness Quest locations.
2: Okay, cool. And then uh, Sign Guy likes me to keep right on time on this show, so we got about four and a half minutes left. So I'm going to give you guys both an opportunity to cut a wrestling promo on each other on what you're going to do to each other next weekend. How about you, Frank? Let's hear
0: it. Listen, man, I'm, I'm in great shape right now i'm I'm started by cut a few weeks ago to get to just right where i want to be i'll be i just turned 63 this year i'm going to weigh exactly what i weighed when i did the movie vision quest i weighed 189 pounds i was 26 years old i'm going to be in great shape i'm going to have the speed technique and um i really love to hear that he's spending a lot of time running on the thing because i have a feeling he'll be running around the the mat away from me, so he'll that'll come in handy for him. And uh, you know, I just, I just, I'll be ready. I just can't fucking wait. I mean, I just cannot wait to get on that mat. I just really want to, like, you know, see what this guy really is about. I know he's tough, but I'm ready for him. You know, he's got all these great training partners, and and he's going to need those guys because they're going to have to like drag him off the mat when we're done. And it's. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have a great time, and I hope that Brad will have a good time, too.
2: All right, Brad, what about you? What do you got in store?
3: Well, last Thursday, to even to get into the national tournament, you have to do a full physical. So I did $2,200 worth of blood tests, and uh, they measured my physiology. That was about a 28-year-old. My testosterone level, which is natural, I've never taken any bad stuff. My natural testosterone based on supplementation. And it's quite ironic because shoot actually has been helping me uh, on my supplementation a little bit to kick his ass. Uh, so uh, n- not only am I, I, I didn't mean ass, I meant butt, as I've got uh, some of my uh, church friends are going to be listening to this, my apologies. Uh, but uh, this, is, this is another match. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm the underdog which uh, that just that just makes me vibrate Uh, and and I just got done competing and I I did great had a knockdown drag out brawl with a guy that was second in the world and uh, I won with one second left and in the finals I was down 4-0 and uh, you know I was blessed enough to pin the guy so these weren't gimme matches these guys were gunning for me the guy that I had beat at the uh, World Championships November 6th, was at Nationals. He was, he was up a weight, coaching the guy in the semifinals. So uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Uh, I have thousands and thousands of members to inspire. And that's what really gets me excited is we expect to have five, 600 people each, each one of these events. And all of them are going to be haters of
2: shoot. <laughs> okay, what an honor! Now, before I give you back to Sign Guy to wrap up the show, I want to give my plugs. You can find me at Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Also, the greatest faction in pro wrestling, the Real School Army, and then the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews. And then I also do. Uh, the Seattle Mariners organizational report, and me and Sign Guy do the Cincinnati Reds organizational report. I want to thank you guys so much and wish you all the luck of
1: the world. And back to you, Sign. Thank you, Coach. Well, guys, I just want to thank you very much for taking the time to discuss what's happening next week. Um, any final thoughts from you, Brad?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, super excited. Um, to me, it's you know life outside of my clubs is kind of awkward and weird. Uh, when I'm in my clubs, that's that's really my my big custom home that I invite all my friends to. So, want everybody to come. It's going to be a brawl. Uh, we're excited. I'm taking it very very seriously, and uh, we'll have a lot of our MMA people there. I've got my boxing crew uh, as. As Chute comes out to the mat, uh, these guys are going to punch him and, and hit him as he goes out there just to kind of get him warmed up as we as we go. So uh, the fur's going to fly, and we're going to brawl. I'm going to have a lot of my uh, kids are going to be there, uh, kids that I coach in wrestling. So we're, we're going to be out there to really inspire and motivate. And uh, it's an honor that Chute was actually able to take the challenge. I hope he leaves this his tennis racket at home and brings his singlet and his wrestling shoes so that uh, we can actually uh, make a match of it. last
1: thoughts? Yeah. You know, just, uh,
0: just looking forward to this, man. I've been uh, preparing for this mentally uh, for a long time and physically for a long time. I'm in great shape. I'm ready to go. I have mentality that's going to be, you know, you uh, know, just just let's get it on You know this is just like let's find out Where things are going to go and, and I'm all about you know Pushing it to the next level So I feel that uh, that uh, Brad is a worthy opponent I think that he'll come prepared I know he'll come prepared I know I'll come prepared And um, you know it's just It's just going to have to be What it's going to be And I make no excuses I'm going to show up I'm going get it, to get it on with, with this guy And we'll see where it goes All right,
1: coach, you got anything else?
0: Yeah, I'd like to I would like
2: to plug a couple sponsors. Uh if you ever need a tow in the in the Pierce County area, you can check out Ace Towing or Big Big Boys Towing. And then if you need a, need a car in the Auburn area, check out S and S Best Auto. And then I wanna thank you too, Sign Guy, for allowing us to come on to this Buddha special and all that you do for the world of pro wrestling and for your Sign Guys wrestling show and for the Sign of the Times uh, YouTube show, helping with the Cincinnati Reds report and just all the stuff you do behind the scenes. Thanks so much, brother.
1: No problem. Well, guys, hopefully you'll have a nice, clean, safe fight next week, and we look forward to the event. and Coach, I look forward to the Coach Mike Jones show. I think that's going to be big, big, big time for you. Everybody, we will be back with you tomorrow afternoon, normal time for our regularly scheduled Blade Month. Ryan Blade out of the great state of Nebraska with us. So everybody make plans to be with us for that. Get out there, support your local independents wherever they may be. Don't forget next year week fitness quest versus vision quest so make plans to be there and we will talk to you soon